1: talking about momentum shifts and it's so interesting because from the beginning of time there's been an history of humanity there's been momentum shifts but before I talk about the momentum shifts I want to let especially the dads know but this is for every person in this place the word momentum is the force that drives something forward to keep it moving. And that was that video. It moved us. You saw the lights saying with the different shifts. It was all symbols, but it moved you. It moved you to clap. It moved you to stand up. It moved you to experience something a little unique in a church service, momentum. And I'm here today to activate the men of the house, and anyone else will listen. That we need you to be that force within your families, within your marriage, within your children, within your businesses, within the church. Can you say with me, I am that force? force. Say it again, I am that force. There's no one in the world that can take the place of a dad. There's no one in the church family that can take the place of a man's role within within our community. We all have a place, but today we're speaking about fathers. Guys, we need you. I'm calling out this morning on behalf of every mom, on behalf of every son, on behalf of every grandson, every granddaughter, every daughter, every mother, every grandmother, every business owner, every church community, that we need you to be the force that God has ordained you to be. Can you say amen? Oh, say amen. Could the women in the house say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Could the women in the house say, "Preach preach it, Pastor Amy? And if you could stand up here on this pulpit today, if you could shout to every father within this place, every father that's watching online, I know in my belly that you would be preaching the same exact thing. No matter if you're a man or a woman, a son or a daughter, if you're a father or you're not a father, if you're a husband or you're not a husband, wherever you find yourself, we need you to be the force. From the beginning of time and the beginning of history, like I just said, in humanity, there's been momentum shifts. Things that change, things that change our world, things that change our families, they either move us forward or they change direction. And there has to be someone there to navigate the shift. And that's you, dads. That's you, fathers. In the Bible, there was Adam and Eve. They were sent out of the garden. There was Noah. There was the ark and God's promise. There was Abraham. There was Sarah and God's covenant. And throughout shift, uh, in the scriptures, we see so many other momentum shifts, but the ultimate momentum shift is when Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the ultimate penalty for our sins. He, that very act, that very sacrifice, it moved us forward as a people. It gave us victory. It gave us healing for our bodies. It gave us a ticket so that when we leave this life, if we have him in in our hearts, we can go to heaven. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Say it again, thank you, Jesus. So the shifts can be be either positive or negative, and they can move us in certain directions. But today, I'm going to speak to you about the centerpiece from today's message. It will be found in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17 in the passage translation. We have changes, and as you're listening to this, I'm going to speak the word, and the word's going to show you how to be that force. The word is going to activate fathers, but every one of us into this pl- in, in this house and online, so that you can be that force within your family relationships. Since today's Father's Day, I honor you guys. I honor the role that you play in your, in your family's life, the roles that you play here at the church and, and your places of business. Obviously, we all need this. So let's look, let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. How can we be that force? How can we activate the changes that come into the lives of our families? The lives of our world. How can you lead, guys? We're gonna look at the scriptures and then I'm gonna give you a few practical tips, and Pastor Cole is as well. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12. We're gonna, 12 and 14. You are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourselves with the virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. Now listen to all of these things that should be activated in your life, should be activated in your interpersonal relationships. And be compassionate, showing kindness towards all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith. Forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We forget that, and I'm going to pause here. It's not part of my my met, my notes. We sometimes forget as we move along that, you know, we want people to understand our mistakes, our shortcomings, and, and decisions that we make that that change momentum in, in the lives of our family. But then when it comes time for us to graciously forgive other people, there's a struggle. And so, sir, I ask you today that you'll forgive yourself. I ask you today that you'll come before the Lord and ask him to help you to forgive those within your interpersonal relationships, that you'll understand this principle. When you get a hold of it, it's so, it's so freeing. Some of you, and I, I've got to go back to that. It's, it's a, the, one of the hardest uh, avenues in, with me and the Lord was to get a hold of forgiveness. I mean, true forgiveness. I heard uh, sermon after sermon after sermon about forgiveness, and I knew it was God's way. But as far as me applying that particular principle, it was extremely hard for me. I really, really struggled. And I'm, on, I'm staying on this piece because I'm activating you with this particular scripture that maybe you have to forgive uh, 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 some kind of a relationship that you have in your, in your life, either with your kids or people you've been with or a mother or a father. You've got to be, let the graciousness of the forgiveness of the Lord operate. This is for you. This Father's Day can be like no other Father's Day. It can be a victorious, sweet day with the reality of you've got, wow, I'm feeling the Lord on this. This isn't even here, Pastor Cole. Yes, you've got a whole ball of wax in your life. You've got some messes that are still messes and God hasn't broken through for you yet. You've got some relationships that are still broken for whatever reason, maybe completely out of your control. Maybe some things that you've made choices to participate in. But all the while, the activation power of the word of God is coming towards you and saying, forgive. Let that activate you. Ladies, guys, forgive. I know you've been hurt. I know you've tried for reconciliation. I know you've fasted. You've prayed. You've asked Pastor Cole and I to pray, and we have prayed, and and other people in your, your family and in your church family, and yet you still find yourself in that same spot. The Word of God, the Bible, is coming to you today and saying that if you will ask God to help you get a hold of that, you can walk in a new freedom in those relationships and see what God will do see what God will do I want to just stop and pray pray that over you before we continue on in the other verses would you just bow your head for for a moment I take authority over anybody who's being beaten up from unforgiveness who's being beaten up if I would have could have should have and any relationships that they find themselves in what your word says, God, I ask that it will be able to be operated in their personal life. God, that you will release this same gift to them of forgiveness. Just like you've helped me in, in, in difficult situations, Lord. You've somehow, it was beyond myself, you've helped me connect with, with the, gift, the gift of forgiveness. I pray you will free everyone in this place, but I especially pray you'll free the guys, God, who, who are living with condemnation and who are living with the woulda, coulda, shoulda's. But they'll leave this place today st- w- being activated to start afresh and to start anew and to just begin to walk their life out and do the best they can in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Then in verse 14, it says, For, for love is supreme and it must th- uh, uh, flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. And in that particular verse, in verse 14, the Arabic word for love is the girdle of maturity. So if you've ever put on a, uh, like we have some of these uh, breastplates over here. And you've seen maybe ladies, they have a girdle on, you know, we kind of have like, we kind of have a tummy tucks and and girdles and you know, John, you've, you've wore them, right? You've wore, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And uh, right, right. And so all of these things here, when we put, this is a literal thing. When you put those on <laughs> in your life or you've, you've seen someone with a girdle, um, uh, which none of us would ever wear in here, but you know what I'm saying. And <laughs> and, but that's, when you, God wants that to be the mark of your maturity. It's this kind of love because it transcends some of the negative things in our interpersonal relationships. And another thing that I'm... And then it says uh, the mark of true maturity. The mark is the girdle of maturity in the, in the Arabic. And then maturity means perfect. Do you, that, so that's the mark of perfection. So if you want to be a perfect dad, you want to be a perfect father, husband, grandfather, brother, uh, and, and all the rest of you that are with us today, you can fill yourself in. This is what you need to do. You need to let this word be activated in you. I'm going to give you some practical ways you can do that. It's amazing. God isn't expecting us to be, and, and here again, I'm, I'm getting off my notes. He's not expecting you to be perfect as far as a person, because none of us are. We make mistakes. We get busy, you know, Dad, you got, you got a lot of pressure on you and, and all the different seasons of your life, you have a lot of pressures and things pulling, but how can you get yourself focused? How can you have a strength that as you lead your family, as you are the force to be reckoned with in the changes that come into your family, the seasons that come and the seasons that end and the joys that come and the things that come that you can control and the things that that come that you cannot control put the girdle of maturity on which is all about this love and not finding fault in, in the area of forgiveness and what else you can do is in verse 15 in this particular scripture it says let your heart always be gu- guided guided by what the peace of the anointed one and so God's peace is not, not, uh, his pe- it's not dependent on circumstances. It's not depending on the momentums. It's not depending on uh, things that change and, and come into our lives. It's a peace that keeps you stable. It's a peace that if you were, in, if you were to jump off of a diving board into a, a body of water, when you dive it would actually you jump into that and that can be the momentum that could be everything that's going on in your life in your family's life your business your church and and those waters could represent are they peaceful everything good is there a lot going on or what but when you jump into that in other words guys when you lead your family, your church family, where you work, when you lead as you jump into that, If if you're girded, you got your girdle on of maturity, you're being perfect you and if you let the peace of god umpire your mind so when you jump into that water you're going to have the peace of god you're not going to have whatever thoughts you have uh in your mind uh, going on i don't know what you think about in your everyday life and so forth but you're going to have the peace of god and your mind will be clear to make the decisions that you need to make can you say amen i love that it literally means in the greek it means let the peace let the peace be the umpire of your mind. So if you're watching a baseball game, if you're watching a football game, a basketball game, any other sports games, there's umps and they're, they're literally directing, they're directing the force and, and the thing of this particular sports, right? They're directing it. And so the word of God is saying here, if you will let peace God's peace umpire your mind it can be the force that will literally umpire your life it can umpire the relationships that you have it will umpire decisions that you make it'll umpire as you interact and you go down the road of life remember this isn't a test this is life can you say it this is life hallelujah and it will umpire you. It'll show you where to go. It'll give you clarity of thought. It won't, you won't be pulled aside from your passions. You won't be pulled aside from, from negative thoughts. You won't be pulled aside from anything that is not of God. And when you have his umpire, when he's cheering you on in your mental thoughts, when you make decision after decision, after decision, big and small, you will have success in your life. Can somebody say hallelujah? Oh, hallelujah. I love that. I love, 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 love it. And then in verse 16, it says, Let the word of Christ live. In you richly and and what that word means it means grow let the Word of God grow in you so this word today that's being spoken is God's Word let it grow in you don't stop it don't turn the switch off I'm just here don't hear it and and that's it any way that you hear the Word of God if it's through Sunday school, if it's through podcast, if it's through you know maybe your mom's always preaching to you, or your wife, or whoever is preaching to you, make a decision today. I'm gonna let the word of God grow in me. Amen. Amen. And it says and, uh, of your lives and every word. So every word that comes from God, the word of God, let it grow in you. If you let it grow in you, it will be almost like you, 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 you turn on a, a switch that like a, uh, uh, there's a, on furnaces, there's, there's these little things that activate the, the power to go through, through your house, air conditioning or heating. And it activates, it turns it on, and, and there's a force that goes in the right direction if you need heat, if you need air. And so when you act, let the word of God activate in you, grow in you, what you're doing as, as being the force that God needs you to be, and I know you want to be in your families, it turns that switch on like a heating and an air conditioning unit, and it blows out from your life. The things that need to be blown blown out. I don't mean out of your life, but from your life to those who are around you. Make a commitment to let let, uh, the word of God grow in you so you can be that type of a person. And then in um, verse 17, it says, let every activity. That word in the Arabic can be translated commitment. So let every activity that you have, guys, ladies, you're listening in, you as well, let every activity make a commitment in your heart. And, and every word it says, that means an oath. So it's two things. You're a person that has commitment. You're a person that has integrity. And what your word is, is what your word is. You're not just saying what people want you to hear. You're not just saying what your mom or your dad, if you grew up in church and you know the church lingo. You're not just saying that. There's a commitment between you and the Lord. There's a commitment for your, for your role in the family, this force, this, this, this uh, powerful force that God has entrusted to you as being a father, as be, being male in society, there's a commitment that you need to make for that particular role that only you can fill. Can you say amen? Let it activate. Some of you need to come up higher. Some of you can you cannot make excuses where you're going to push it off on your, your sister's going to do it. Your mama's going to do it. You're going to have your son do it. You're going to have Pastor Cole do it. You're going to, your grandmother, you're this or you're that. No, let it be activated in you. I'm going to step up. I'm going to have, well, I'm going to be committed. Can you say amen? Come on, ladies, let's give it a hand here. Hallelujah, all the ladies said. Oh, hallelujah, I'm talking for you, I'm talking for you, I'm talking for you. I think I am anyways, right, John? (laughs) You'll be so glad that you did. What we're trying to say today is we're honoring you as guys and and those of you who are dads and, and grandfathers. We need you. We need you more than you can ever imagine. We may, you know, be a strong woman, say, and you see strong women around here, but Every little girl, every little boy, every grandmother, right? If you're a grandma, you're a great grandma. We need you guys. And that's what this message is for. It's to activate you and to honor you. And it's not to put you down. It's to lift you up and say, don't you see? Don't you see the force that you are? Don't you see the force that God has given to you just because you're you're a guy? And it's a beautiful thing. And there's no one who can do that but you. No one. So be honored with that. But on the same token, don't don't push it aside. Let God activate you. Realize who you are and whose you are. Amen? I see that with, before we go into the practical way of it, is my husband's uh, mom and my mom, they were single moms for for several years and they did a phenomenal job didn't they they did a phenomenal job and if you're watching we love we love you but the and and there's people here in, in the church that are your single dads or your or your single moms and you do the best you can but though you know how much you need that other that other role can you say amen so step up to the plate. Now, what are some practical ways that you can apply this particular scriptures, which is our centerpiece today in today's message? Number one is you can just look in the mirror and think about to yourself. And, and I want you to think about this. This isn't a message. It's just kind of quick. It's a message that you need to think about and ponder and, and just think about it as you go about your week. What, what is going on in your mind, guys? Really, what is going on in your mind? I can't answer that question. But if you will apply some of these scriptures, you can have more more of a mind that you need to have as you lead your family. And also practice uh, to be uh, flexible in your mind. Because why? Because in your family, in life, just like we have went through uh, COVID-19 and the whole world changed, we had to become more flexible, right, than we've ever been before. We had to have a clear mind to make decisions. Uh, Pastor Cole and uh, the elders of, of the church here—men, uh, they had—and and deacons and 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 some others—they had to get together and not allow. Uh, you know, of course, it's fearful. Of course, you know, we've never walked through this before, and they had to make decisions. They had to have some of what Colossians saying operating in and through them so that they could be the force to guide us and direct us in an honorable way in a, in a successful way. And so why do I put that out? And I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for those men. I honor those men and all of the men of the house. But why did I use that as an illustration? Because there's going to be things come into your life. There's going to become shifts, momentum shifts. Just like in the Bible, just like in, in the world that we just had that we've never seen before. And hopefully we won't see them in all of our lifetime. That you're going to need to be that force. You're going to need to be, be prepared to direct and to lead your family. And make decisions that, you know, there's pressures and there's all kinds of things. And you're not sure what to do and, and you've never walked that way before. But we're going to need you to be that. And so you need to start activating what the word of God says that we just went over so that you can have your mind clear when these things come so that the umpire of your mind is God's peace. That doesn't mean you're never going to worry. You're never going to have anything negative. But what it does mean is there's not all kinds of things that shouldn't be there. And we could go from A to Z with guys in their mind, but that's not today today. But that the umpire of your mind is the peace of God. So you can make a good decisions. That's what Pastor Cole and the elders had when we were t- trying to decide as a church what, what they were going to do, how they were going to lead us through, through a global pandemic. Guys, we need you in those moments in our families, we need you when somebody dies in our families we need you to be there. We need you when we're at the hospital and we're having our first baby and we're so excited and maybe you don't know what to do and your mother and the grandmother and you know all the stuff and, and all's happened. And We need you to be that guiding force. We need you that when we've raised our children and we've done everything that we know to do and you have too, And they make decisions to just go a completely different way than what what they know is right. We need you to be there. We need that force. We need you in our church. When, for example, I just gave you the COVID-19, it was hard for those men. They had to meet together on several times. Pastor Cole, he he laid awake at night seeking the mind of God, getting the umpire of of peace in his mind so that when he stood before you, he knew that he was leading you in the right direction. Not just jumping off the bridge to jump off the bridge and, hey, look at us at Central. Central. The deacons, they needed it, right, John? And, and all of you deacons that are here, not to exclude the elders. See, we need you. Guys, don't take what, who you are lightly. There's only things that you can do. You see all of us ladies running around, and, you know, we got it going, and we're, right, Tina, Tina's my girl, and uh, Pastor Peg, and, you know, uh, Pastor Nicole, we're hugging, we're loving, you know, we're, you see these ladies up here today, you see Esther, this is Esther, yeah, come on, come on, come on, you see her, right, right, you see her, you see, you see Helen, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You see your grandmother coming over and hitting you on the head and said, What's the matter with you, boy? And uh, you know, we need some more grandmas like that. Don't don't we don't we, Pastor Cole? Uh-huh. His grandmother had a little hanky. She was a Holy Ghost Pentecostal lady. She'd going like this. Anytime the prayer would get going, you could see her come down the aisle. Oh, she was Southern, so it was all southern. She hit him on the head several times. <laughs> so we got, we got our spots, guys. We got, we got a place. We got our, uh, our thing. But we need you, and this is why. So let the umpire of God's peace re- rule your mind. Let it umpire your mind. Even when those things come and you're not sure, like a global pandemic, and you've got to make a decision, you know what? How am I going to lead all these people? You have decisions that are that intense in your family, in your own life. This is how you do it. Another way you do it. Pastor Cole's coming. He's going to talk to you about how you love your spouse. Now, if your spouse, if you're not with your spouse, you can love them in a, in a bunch of different ways. Pastor Cole.
0: What I hope you all are getting from the message today, and again, it, while we're directing our thoughts towards men and fathers in particular, we want you to understand, ladies, uh, momentum shifts happen in our life whether we like it or not. As uh, Pastor Amy has mentioned, COVID 19, and there are things that come and you have no control over them. There are forces around you that you're a part of because it's part of your life, but you don't dictate that they happen. However, our focus today is to help, uh, in particular, we fathers uh, and husbands to take the lead role that God's given us. And I know we're traditional in this, and this doesn't look like, this is not politically correct, but we're not operating from a level of political correctness. We're trying to operate from a level of biblical correctness. And so there are specific roles that uh, we have to play as men in the church and in the ministry. Um, Loving our spouse is something that's vital to our households. The relationship between a husband and a wife is foundational to the home and can have a significant impact on parenting. And so listen to what Matthew chapter 19, verses 4 to 6 say. And again, this is biblically correct, not politically correct. He answered... Uh, And this is from the Message Bible. He answered, haven't you read in your Bible that the Creator originally made man and woman for each other, male and female? And because of this, a man leaves father and mother and is firmly bonded to his wife, becoming one flesh. No longer two bodies, but one, because God created this organic union of the two sexes. No one should desecrate his art, by cutting them apart. They're poetic as well in the message version of that verse. But the point I want you to catch is how vital our relationship with our spouse is. And what I want you to understand is, what's the message you're sending your children? What are your children seeing as you relate to your spouse? Um, Because I, I feel like the church should be different from the world, but in so many ways, we're not. We're not. There's as many divorces in the church as there is outside of the church. There are so many of these things that, that we want to, as I said, be biblically correct. And this, don't take this, this don't you allow the enemy to use this as some kind of condemnation if your life doesn't fit that perfect picture. But what I do want to promote is what God plans for us if we'll walk in obedient to His obedience to his ways. So the church should be different. And that's why he tells us to love our spouse and not let anything come in between that. But here's the deal you can't build a strong home on a weak foundation. So, what is the message you're sending your children? Is it constant bickering and back and forth? Is mom really in charge? I mean, the kids know who really, who's really in charge, the kids know. And they'll use it to their advantage at every opportunity. You could have really good kids, and they're still going to manipulate you. Sorry, kids, you can stick your finger in your ears, but I'm on to you. Where emotional struggle is found in your spouse, focus on bringing hope in life. Humanity is weak. Male, female, we're all, we all have our weaknesses. We have our places and our appropriate roles, but we all have our weaknesses. Your spouse is your spouse. Let me take another shot at that. Your spouse is your spouse. I'm going to pause. I'm going to let it sink in for a minute. If you're thinking you can do better or thinking about greener pastures, you're kidding yourself and will stop fighting for your own home. I often counsel couples when they come to me with struggles in their relationship. And I will tell them things like this. First of all, guys, I will not go easy on you. I feel like the strong role that a man's supposed to play should make it such that he's the one that leads in the process. While you're going through the struggle, I say to you, be a man of God. Be a man of God. So you lead in prayer. You lead in the shifts. Listen to the title of the message, Momentum Shifts. And when you're going through a struggle and the momentum may be ebbing out of your relationship, you be the momentum that brings the change back. Be a man of God. Lead appropriately. Thinking that... Uh, greener pastures. listen you'll spend time fighting for something else some other relationship working on that relationship you'll spend countless hours working on the new relationship because it's fresh and new spend the time in your own relationship because your spouse is your spouse fight for that relationship <laughs> told you it wasn't politically correct I want you to fight for the relationship God's given you. Spend the time, hours, dreaming. Put it on the right relationship that God's given you. Be like Jesus is to you. What do you mean, preacher? Let me read this passage of Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. But he answered me, My grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses for when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. Here it is put together. When I say be like Jesus is to you, show grace to your spouse. You want a lot of grace when you're screwing up. From God and people. You want grace, show grace. Give grace. And again, I'm leaning heavy on you guys. Be a man of God. So maybe your wife isn't showing a lot of grace Maybe she's emotionally distraught. Maybe you're going through some struggle and you don't like the way she's acting. Be a man of God. Shift the momentum by your actions. Instead of acting out emotionally and doing your own thing, be a leader. Be a leader. Take the reins, be strong in the best of ways she knows she really can count on you when things when the chips are down you're a real man of god show some grace and finally where you a man humanity falls short god helps us to model real love in my weakness he's made strong so i may have as a human weaknesses but I need God's strength. And so I'll say it to you this way. Fight for love, not pain. What do I mean by that? We we spend time in our households. And and again, what's the picture your kids are seeing? We spend time fighting. Fight for love, not pain. Fight to bring things around where they need to be. When you're having a struggle, fight for that. I know it's easy to look at the person, your spouse, and just want to throw daggers at them, want to fight with them because they said something and it could have been wrong. Yeah, it probably was wrong. Show grace and be strong in spite of that. What you're hearing in your ear, don't let it mar your spirit. Become a strong man of God, men, and lead your home in the right path. Shift the momentum towards that which God would desire to do in your household. And finally, I'll close with these words. Choose your words. You can either do damage or you can build. Choose to build. That's what the Word tells you to do. That's what she read from Colossians earlier. We are supposed to, with our words, build one another up.
1: Hallelujah. I'll oh, give him a hand clap everybody. Say it with me. I am the force. I am the force. You are the force. Hallelujah. He talked about loving loving uh, your spouse. I guess which switch, switch is over here. And the third thing that you can do is you can smile. These are simple things. Just smile. Smile loosens up. You can be in the middle of all kinds of great stuff and all kinds of cra- crazy things, good and bad, positive and negative. Just smile. Why? It loosens up your mind no matter what your situation is, if you're, if you're uh, whatever it is, because it loosens up your mind to start thinking about the good possibilities, the great things. I may not be able to go on a, on a cruise, but you know what? It's a beautiful day and I can go to the park. I can go fishing on the creek, but all you Fisher people say hallelujah. Right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Those of you who like to race cars, I may not be able to go away to the Indy 500, but I can go down and watch the races. I can go over to the burger King. I may not be able to take my wife out or my girlfriend or who, wherever you're at in those relationships, <laughs> whatever you got going on. I may not be able to go to fine dining yoles and spend 150 bucks, but you know what, I can go to burger King with my coupons Oh yeah, I can get, I can get myself a whopper. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Now come on, come on. I'm talking to you. I, I see the hand in the back. Oh, yeah, the Burger King, those coupons. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, we stop by the church office. We got us Burger King coupons. And we'll share them when we, Pastor, call. So when you smile, when you smile, see, it loosens up. You're not so serious about maybe the, the serious decisions that you need to make. You might, you don't feel, you're not beating yourself up that, you know, man, I would, I would love to take my woman, my family to some big, you know, vacation or whatever. But the reality is you can just go to the park for the day. But when you smile, it loosens up and you see possibilities. You see good things that you can actually do, the things that you can do in the relationships that you have. Isn't that wonderful? I think it's so wonderful. Take time to play and laugh uh, with each other. Don't take each other so serious. You know, if you just had a big knockdown, drag out fight, you're up all night long and, you know, they're just driving you nuts. This woman, this woman is the, it says in the Bible, you gave me God. I don't know what I'm going to do with her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to you now. Yeah, I know Pastor Cole, he's saying, oh, this woman, this woman, God, you're giving me. But the point is we have those moments, and you can laugh, and you can laugh at yourself. The point is we do sometimes argue all night long, and then we finally figure out a way. And the point is that sometimes we relationships end, and we have to go on to new normals. But we still, whatever our situation is within relationships, we can apply this activating word of God for us today. Amen? Say it again before I talk to you about life giving words, number four, and we're almost done. Say, I am the force. And don't you let the enemy of your soul tell you that you're anything different. Don't you guys let the enemy, I don't care what's happened. I don't care if a woman has beat you to a pulp and told you you're not this, you're not that. You don't have the right job. You don't have the right car. Oh, my God, your family is, uh, you know, they're this, they're that, and they got to eat this kind of food. It does not matter because God has created you, and he says you are a force to be reckoned with. Amen. I think you guys should just stand up right now in this service. Every man in this house and we are going to give you an honorable hand clap in this part of the message. No, so We're going we're gonna to keep. We're going to keep doing it all of you. guys. We honor you today. Don't, that's what this is for. This is to activate you. You're going to leave this place and say, by God, I am somebody." I I may have messed up with my son, my daughter, my my first wife, my second wife, maybe even even your third wife, or whoever, and I'm not trying to make light of that. But the point is regardless, regardless of how your life has went, regardless of how the momentum shifts have come to your life, you still are a force that can do Positive, and you're a force that can be reckoned with in your family, in our church family, in the places that you work, in your neighborhood. So you let this word activate you. Don't you cow tie to anything that's come your way? Don't you back down and shrink from anybody who's told you differently? Because a word of God is activating you today, in telling you, telling you what you are. You're a force to be reckoned with. And that was number four. Number four was life-giving words. So you give that to people. That's what I'm giving you today is life-giving words. So in your conversations with people, you give life-giving words. John chapter 7, verse 38, it says, "Believe in the Passion Translation, it says, Believe in me so that the rivers of living water will burst out, Burst forth from out within you and from your innermost being. The root word for that particular uh, word about uh, flowing is that it means it's coming. it's, It's coming from the inside of you like a river and it's flowing out from you to other people. And that's one way that you can be a force within your family. Let life-giving words come out from among you, on you, to your wife, to your children, to your grandchildren, to people in the church. Don't constantly be picking and putting them down. Remember what it said in Colossians. We all have faults. We all have things we've got to somehow manage and overlook. But but these are things that we can do to do that because in ourself, We see imperfections in our flesh. We want to pick. We want to criticize. We want to put down. That's the natural flesh in men and women. But God's word is saying to us, you men, you connect, you connect with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when you do this life giving flow, of positive words will come out from your innermost being you're connecting net connecting almost to what they say is the River Jordan and those life-giving words will flow out of you you will see the difference in your own mind in your own spirit you'll see the difference you know you, you instead of being put down or, or something kind that you're giving people will start to look at you different you will strengthen the relationships around you that doesn't mean you're not ever gonna have to connect Confront something and, and deal with it. Can you say amen? Also, it says <clears throat> under this thing about life-giving words, these are practical ways you can apply this message. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11 there is all kinds of other scriptures in Isaiah and Ezra that sort of support the uh, what I'm talking about here but it says because of this because of what I'm preaching to you today because of what I'm teaching you today encourage the hearts of your fellow believers and support one another your families your the the the, the wife the, the girlfriend the, the your children your grandchildren. They need you to be this kind of a force uh, within, within those interpersonal relationships. We need that here at the church. We need there's little girls, there's little boys, there's grandchildren, there's there's deacons, there's deaconesses, there's a pa- pastors, there's administrative staff, there's there's George and Rebecca up there, and Amber and greeters that need your life-giving words to strengthen them. And, and instead of, you know, why are you standing? over here did you see the light wasn't totally right in fact I think they did a great job with the introduction with the lights don't you think they did let's give them a hand clap that's our life-giving word It's it's a hand clap and also spend out make your time with your family make your time with your church family you know make spend some time with people time is our life's currency and so you need to s- spend some of it with your families. You can't be so busy doing for everybody else and working. Um, and I know there's seasons. I know there's, there's seasons um, that you have to kind of adjust that with, with different things that go on. But spend some time. Use your life's currency. Show them that they're valuable. Show your church family, hey, it's important for me, my church family. Don't get condemned about it. Spend time reading God's word and praying together. It changes with the different seasons, the different different shifts. I'd like the worship team to work their way up here. There's a lot of things we've talked about today. And as we kind of conclude and we come around the throne room of God and our worship team leads us in a song, we're going to do a couple of things. Why don't you stand, please? Everybody standing. We're gonna sing a song. Pastor Nicole's gonna pick a song. We're gonna sing it through, I don't know, two or three times. And um, if you would like to, um, Pastor Cole and I are gonna stand right here. And as we conclude and as you, as you leave, we would like, like we did on Mother's Day, we'll just do the one side, just come come up around, we'll lay our hands on you. We want to activate this in your life. When you leave, there's a pen for all the guys just to say, Happy Father's Day. But while we worship the Lord for the next couple of minutes, Well, I want you to think about these questions between you and the Lord, and I want you to make some decisions. I want you to ask, are you overwhelmed and exhausted? You know, we just came out of a global pandemic and it shifted the momentum of our lives and of the world. Do you pray together as a family? Do you read scripture as a a family? Have you given up on some of the boundaries that you have for your kids and, and your grandchildren? Have you given up on your marriage? Or maybe you're here and you know you're in a different situation. Have you given up on just trying to at least have as much peace as you can in those relationships? Uh, what momentum has taken shape in your family since the pandemic has begun and now that it's we're slowly working our way out? has specific things or circumstances changed the momentum in your life and the life of your family and you want to make a difference and and, and you know do a new direction so pastor nicole's going to lead us here and then pastor cole will come back and as we as we conclude
0: i hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift